Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your vibrational, multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant community of light. I am so happy to be with all of you, this amazing Unity community. Um, I want to extend a bright and a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening uh, to all of you tuning in from around the world to help me welcome the wonderful people. Peter Tung is back. We're going to talk about the spring equinox, um, awakening to the fifth dimension. We'll talk about the significance of the 22nd and 55th gene keys and much more. So welcome home, beautiful souls. Um, this really is a unity community designed to inspire you, uplift you, empower you, and liberate you on your ascension journey. Uh, I do want to ask my favorite question. And that is, of course, what is the best that could happen today? With Peter and myself and all of you, uh, please set a clear, empowered, personal intention for what you wish to gain or experience. My intention with our journey is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into clarity, harmony, peace, freedom, and pure empowerment for all of us. Uh, you're welcome to write in and let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, um, enter them in our webcast. We'll take some live callers uh, later as well. Uh, press star 2 on your phone. Uh, Peter is the expert. <laughs> um, if you have questions about the gene keys or anything that we're talking about. Uh, let me tell you about Peter, and we'll dive in. Uh, Peter Tung has been on a spiritual path uh, for much of his life. Early explorations of chemistry and astrology quickly evolved into studies of alchemy and the afterlife. Over the years, he's gained much insight on humanity's innate ability to transform itself, as well as the illusory veil that separates us from other dimensions. He offers Gene Key sessions, and he's offering those again today uh, for all of you in his special offer. They take you on your own grail quest along the golden path to show you the, the key Gene Keys in your own hologenetic profile. The journey reveals your shadow energies lurking in your unconscious that are waiting to be transmuted and transformed. Uh, this is a system based upon the link between the Chinese I Ching 64 hexagrams and the 64 codons that make up our DNA. Um, and today we're going to talk about the equinox, gene keys, awakening to the fifth dimension and more. So let's dive in. Please join me in extending waves and waves of love, light, and joy to Peter as I welcome him back. Hi, Peter. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much. Feels great, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. It's it always does. good to be together. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's always so, um, well, it's unique each time, but it's always very potent and powerful. And, you know, we were supposed to do this show, when was it, a week or two ago? And we had to reschedule, and it worked out perfectly for the equinox. Right. This is uh, this is well. It's more than the equinox. This is an absolutely uh, power-packed week that we're going to mm -hmm. engage in, and I'll I'll explain all elements of it eventually. But um, no, there's no doubt this is the right time. It was all like that spirit was saying, no, 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 you got this wrong. You guys, we got to change that date. <laughs> right. Well, let's dive in, Peter. I mean, let's just you know, uh, fill everyone up with empowering energy and information. Um, what can you tell us about these these uh, interesting times? Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, so I want to actually want to go back to um, the, the first new moon of the year and look at the three new moons as they, as they have unfolded. There's this incredibly powerful, um, wonderful alignment that the planets are working with us uh, on right now. So it's really helpful to understand, to a certain degree, not getting into too much detail, the significance of the planetary alignments that are taking place. And this goes back to January the 21st, when we had the new moon, that's the sun and the moon together, and it happened at zero degrees Aquarius. Now, almost all the listeners will know that we are stepping into the age of Aquarius. So when you have a new moon on zero degrees Aquarius, it's giving you a message that here is an impulse of an entry point to the age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And that took place in the 41st Gene Key. And the 41st Gene Key in the Gene Key transmission 
is the beginning of the new year because it's what's called the start codon. It starts everything off. So I was looking back on that date as this is the beginning of this new energy that's coming in, um, taking place in the 41st Jinki at zero degrees Aquarius. You can't have a better starting point than that. But what was happening at the same time, and, and it's going to be coming to a key moment this week. So during that new moon, um, the moon and sun together at zero Aquarius, but Pluto, the planet of transformation, was at 28, 29 degrees Capricorn. Now, that is called an out-of-sign conjunction because they were conjunct, but the sun and moon were just over the edge into Aquarius, and Pluto was just behind them in the end degrees of Capricorn. And Pluto in Capricorn is transforming all of the old energies. Pluto is very slow-moving. And it entered into Capricorn back in 2008. And we all remember what happened in 2008. It was that big uh, housing market crash and a big financial crash. So what Pluto is, is doing and has been doing this whole time is to transform those old patriarchal energies that no longer serve. They never served us, actually, but it's time now that they don't serve us. So this is what's happening with Pluto. It's just absolutely amazing. So Pluto is very slow moving, so he hasn't yet left Capricorn. And guess when it does? Thursday of this week, March 23rd, Pluto finally steps out of Capricorn into Aquarius. Mm. But it isn't the end because in 10 weeks' time, it's going to go retrograde and come back and cross over that point. Then it's going to go forward again, and then it's going to stop and come back again. So Pluto won't completely clear Capricorn until November 2024. And my interpretation of it is that this is such a deep, dark wound that Pluto has got to keep coming back to make sure it's got it all, to transform it all out. So I think we're going to be seeing ongoing chaos for the next 18 months until finally, (laughs) finally, we get get rid of it all. We get it all cleared out. So that's starting on Thursday. So for 10 weeks, we're going to have a glimpse of what's happening in terms of Pluto in Aquarius. Aquarius is all about the people, and Pluto is all about transformation and power. So this is going to be the power of the people. Now, just to add a little bit extra to that, and that is that Pluto takes 250 years to go around the profile. So when you look back to when Pluto is in Aquarius last, it was during the American and French revolutions. And so we think, ah, okay, what's going on here? Now, it was interesting that last weekend, I don't know if you know this, Carrie, but there was a major revolt in France mm. because uh, the president, Macron, tried to change their pension agreements with people without taking it to parliament. And so the people reacted against that. And I think this is what we're going to see now is every time governments try to enforce something without doing it according to the law, which is what they're doing all the time now, the people are going to react and respond and, re- and, and revolt. And we want it to be a peaceful revolution, but the governments of the world need to know that they can't bully us into submission. And so mm-hmm. this is all part of this shift of Pluto into Aquarius this Thursday which brings to an end an extremely powerful week. So it's, it's going to be really interesting how this plays out over the, literally over the next four days. Wow. That, was the first, that was the first thing I wanted to, to mention. And then the next new moon took place on February the 19th. And that was also at the very first degree now of Pisces. So these new moons are all happening right on the cusp of the transition from one sign to the next. So then the sun moved into Pisces on the uh, February 19th. Now, I'm all, because I'm a bit weird, as you know, Carrie, I, I always get excited <laughs> at, at, that, at, that, at that, that, that date. And uh-huh. I'll, explain why, and I'll explain why. Because the sun is moving forward through the signs. It goes from Aquarius into Pisces. But in terms of the ages, the ages go backwards. So the ages go from Pisces back to Aquarius. So it's like two ships passing in the night. 
as they go past each other on that date, February the 19th. And this year it coincided with the new moon in Pisces. And this all happens in the 55th gene key. And the 55th gene key is the gene key of the age of Aquarius. So that was another okay. really exciting moment to think, right, we're at one degree Pisces. This is about our connection to spirit. This is about the higher consciousness. And Neptune is in Pisces at the moment, its own sign. So you think, wow, this is this phenomenal opportunity for us to step up into these higher frequencies to lead us into the age of Aquarius, working together as a team. Mm -hmm. And just to remind people about the 55th gene key, and that is the 55th gene key is the gene key of this new age of Aquarius, and the shadow of it is victimhood. So now we've got to look into our lives and, and, and look very deeply into whenever we play the role of victim. And to keep it simple, we know whenever we are, whenever we are blaming, complaining, and comparing. And we all do it. We're all human. So we need to catch ourselves in these moments and pivot out of whatever it is yes. we're complaining about and step into the opposite to take full responsibility for whatever we are whining about. <laughs> Empowerment, yes. Empowerment, exactly. Yeah, really, mm -hmm. really important. Mm -hmm. So that was the next big one. Then the next following one um, was uh, the full moon, which was on um, March 7, 8. And that was in Virgo. So the sun is still in Pisces, the moon in Virgo. And this is all about the axis of health and well-being. So we were being asked around March 7, 8 to really focus in on what we need within ourselves to be fully physically healthy, emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy, and, and really looking into our emotional body in particular to set ourselves up for what is happening this week. Um, and at that time, there were two very important things that happened. The first one was Saturn went out of Aquarius into Pisces, and again, this is just my interpretation. I'm not an astrologer, but I mix up astrology and gene keys and energy and so on. And my belief there was Saturn was in some way restricting our movement into the age of Aquarius. Because Saturn rules Capricorn. It's all about the old structures, old father time, sticking with what we know in Aquarius, which is trying to move us forward into the new age. So my feeling was that Saturn was actually holding us back. Now, Saturn moving into Pisces, Saturn does not like being in Pisces because Saturn is all about structure and Pisces is all about no structure. So my image was seeing this Pisces energy, this spiritual consciousness just dissolving away all those old Saturnine structures that no longer serve us. Now, on that day, at the same time, we moved into the 22nd gene key. And the 22nd gene key is the most important gene key of them all. The 22nd gene key includes all aspects of human suffering. And I'll just tell you what the six core wounds are. These cover the ancestral wounds that we are all carrying. And today, we are in the last degree of Pisces. We have the spring equinox in about three or four hours' time at uh, Mm -hmm. It's going to be 2.24 my time, so 5.24 right. Eastern. Mm -hmm. And so this is like we're at the 29th degree of Pisces, which means this is the completion of this last year. It's the last sign, but it's also the completion of everything connected to our lifetime, our previous lifetimes, and most importantly, our ancestors. So the 22nd gene key is the gene key that covers the core wounds of all of humanity through our ancestral lineage. So mm. for those people who have their gene key profile, the sixth line in the core wound, which is called the vocation in the gene key profile, the sixth line is isolation and separation. It's those people who tend to separate from the family. They will even leave their bodies and disengage and disconnect. And that's the, the way in which they don't deal with their shadow frequencies, they leave. They will tend to go up rather than down. The hmm. fifth line is guilt, and often families will control the kids in the family through guilt. 
and uh, and then the fourth line is rejection, betrayal, abandonment. Third line is shame. Second line is denial. And first line is the most terrifying fear any family lineage could have. And my experience of that carries is very deep and profound terror of the actual family lineage being wiped out, completely mm. being obliterated. Or it's to do with survival, not having enough food, not having enough money. It's that depth mm -hmm. of uh, mm -hmm. despair, really. So what we're doing right now is letting go, letting go totally and completely of all that old energy that we can't carry forward into this new age of Aquarius with us. Oh, I get it. I All of that sounds very familiar <laughs> to my current circumstances. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what would you suggest to people um, – you know, in terms of moving through this as harmoniously as possible. Yeah. The key thing is to realize that it was all supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. So we want to let go of the emotional charge that we may have around stuff that's happened in our family lives and family lineage and realize that it's all been a setup for our success now so long as we can let go of it. So we want to retain the experience and the wisdom that's come through it, but let go of the entanglement that we have with it. And yes. usually in the emotional body. <laughs> yes. And it's through forgiveness and acceptance. Mm -hmm. um, so right now, I, I might as well talk about this now as you ask the question. Um, right now, the spring equinox uh, is under the 25th gene key. And the 25th gene key shadow is constriction. And it's about not receiving the love that we needed as a child from our parents or from our siblings or from people in our lives all the way through to the present moment. So if ever you feel a tightness in the upper chest between the heart and the throat, that tightness is the 25th shadow of constriction, not feeling the love that we need. And the answer to it all is the gift of acceptance. So this is a total acceptance of everything that has happened in our lives through a total forgiveness process. So we forgive people who've hurt us. We forgive uh, situations and events that hurt us. We forgive ourselves for hurting others. But most importantly, we forgive ourselves for hurting ourselves, for whatever we've done to hurt ourselves. And this, this letting go is a massive purging out of what is holding us back to step into this new energy. Because the city of the um, 25th Jinky, the highest divine expression of it, is universal love. And so the image that I want people to have about this is imagining inside us, because of all the stuff that's happened, and the tension and even the anger, the anxiety, the worry, whatever it brings in, keeps us stuck. It holds us in this clamped energy. And then when you can forgive it and release it and let it go, it creates a relaxed space inside us. So then we can absorb the loving frequencies that are being made available, particularly this week, which I'm going to come to later. Mm -hmm. So just imagine then as you let go and you relax into this, you're letting go and you're opening up space within your cells, within your molecular structure, within your organs, within your body, within your mental, physical, spiritual, emotional bodies. So then you can absorb and download this higher fifth dimensional frequencies. Once yes, absolutely. You know, and you, you know, that word entanglement, is really important dissolving those entanglements you know to create the space um for these higher you know frequencies ascension frequencies but you know everything that you're saying is so significant potent powerful you know the purging process the forgiving process the you know the dissolving of these entanglements um with family um with ourselves i mean there's so much happening and 
I'm just so grateful that you're here this week to talk to me and all of us. <laughs> well, you know, we've got, to, we've got to give ourselves a break because this mm-hmm. has been a hard go. You know, we chose to be here at this time knowing that this was a major transition in humanity's existence. And so we all agreed to be here at this time. But it's been a much uh, heavier go than we thought it was going to be so far. Yeah. Um, and so we're now, what we now don't want to do is miss the boat. <laughs> it's, it's about to set sail. So mm-hmm. we don't want any of these entanglements to prevent us from letting ourselves, setting ourselves free. So this is why right. it's so important at this particular time to really let this lot go and set ourselves free. Which brings us up to the, this week, because there's so much going on, and it's all good. Um, that we need to now say, okay, we've done, all, we've done all the heavy lifting, we've done all the difficult stuff, we're now going to say, right, it's time for us to really go for the gusto. And that starts today because we are moving through the spring equinox. The spring equinox is when the sun is right on the equator, and so the days and the nights are equal in length, and it's the balance of the light and the dark, the masculine and the feminine. It's the perfect balance. Think about the Libra scales. It's just perfectly balanced. So we're going into a tipping point to tip the scales in our favor, which starts this afternoon at that 2.24 Pacific time when the sun moves out of Pisces and into Aries. So just to imagine this as the end of the old age of Pisces, the end of the old year, and between now and 2.24, it'd be a great idea if people haven't done it to really have some quiet, contemplative time to reflect upon what needs to be let go of through your whole existence, going back through time and in particular your family lineages and this last year. Because then we step into zero degrees of Aries, which is the first sign, and it's about making a fresh start. In the tarot, it's the fool, and the fool just sets out on the journey without knowing where he's going, but just with all this incredible fresh energy, this uh, this enthusiasm, the gusto for life, and off the fool goes on this new adventure. And we don't know exactly what that intention is going to be because everything is shifting and changing as we speak. So that's today. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow, again, unusually, we have this new moon in Aries, like one day away, or it's less than one day, actually, it's at 10.26 tomorrow morning Pacific. And so this is now the, the first degree of Aries. Actually, it's not even the first degree. It's about 50 minutes. So it's right on that turning point from Pisces to, to, to Aries. And it's basically saying to us, Tomorrow morning, having gone through the equinox, or whatever time it is your time frame, set really clear intentions for the next phase of your life without any restrictions whatsoever. Because these new energies are coming in and manifestation is happening very quickly once we set clear intention. Now, some of those intentions may not be specific details. They may be the feelings I'm going to have when I step through this energy. What, what is actually going to be feeling like inside? Because I'm going to come to another thing in a moment, which, which is another aspect of this yet to be understood. But we want to set these clear intentions for our next steps forward on the path with our feelings as much as with our details of how it's going to happen. We want to focus more on how we're going to feel when it's already accomplished rather than how we're going to get there. We need to let let go of the how Mm -hmm. and focus on the intention. So that's happening tomorrow. And then, Carrie, there's something um, that is being called Heaven's Cross happening on Wednesday. Have you heard of that? No, I have not. Okay. So I'm going to talk about it because uh, it's a channeled message coming through a group called the Crimson Circle who are based in Hawaii. They're a channeling group. And um, the information came last September through a retreat that they had. And in that retreat, uh, St. Germain, who is a well-known ascended master, came through 
their main channeling person, Jeffrey Hope. And the message was that humanity had reached the level of consciousness necessary for us to step up into the next level of human evolution. And that that was going to take place on March 22nd, which is Wednesday, this week. Mm -hmm. And it was called Heaven's Cross. And he talked to St. Germain through this man, talked about this Heaven's Cross being the apocalypse. And we've known for some time that the apocalypse was coming. But the word apocalypse means the revealing. So it's not about death and destruction. It's about the revealing of the truth, which will be death and destruction for some people. But it won't be for those people who are aware and working for the good of humanity. And so the revealing has got two sides to it. It's the revealing of the truth of all the corruption and narrative that we've been led to believe is true, which isn't. But it's also the revealing of the thinning of the veil so that we will have a much clearer connection to other realms and dimensions, including source itself and the angels and archangels and the ascended beings, all those beings that we have been working working with beyond the veil uh, with a lot of trust and faith from us. I know some people do have very clear communication with those beings, but with most of us, it's fairly subtle and, and somewhat distant. So the belief is then that this is all now going to create an opening for us, a portal gateway for us to really make that higher level connection. And as a result, the fifth dimensional frequencies will be able to come into our existence. And in this um, transmission, what St. Germain said was the biggest challenge we are going to have, first of all, is accepting it. And then the second thing is how do we ground and anchor that into reality into our form because to create the fifth dimension fifth dimension on the earth we've got to bring it in we've got to ground it in because mm-hmm. we are the beings who are alive on the planet to do this because we're not going anywhere else we're here to stay because mother earth is going through this transformation herself and for those people connected with the gene keys the 15th gene key is the gene key of our connection to mother earth and nature and it contains within it the schumann resonance And the Schumann resonance is the natural heartbeat of Mother Earth. And it was constant all the way from when it was first measured in the 50s till about two years ago. And it suddenly started shifting to higher frequencies. And she is continuing to shift into these higher frequencies. So Mother Earth is shifting herself. So she is rebirthing herself out in the world as we are rebirthing ourselves out into this new form of human being which is called Homo Luminous. At the same time, we are being bombarded by these high-frequency solar ejections. I was just going to ask you about the solar flares. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one of the beliefs that I've heard is that we are going to be told that there is a major solar flare ejected from the sun in the very near future. It could even be on Wednesday. But it's not a solar flare. It's a solar flash. And it is this opening into this higher frequency energy. Mm -hmm. So this, whether this is true or not doesn't matter. (laughs) What matters is that we now know it's a possibility. So the fact that we know this is a possibility means that if it actually happens, then we are ready for it. And what he said was it's going to happen whether we like it or not. So the biggest challenge is not being resistant to it because it is very powerful. We tend to have a belief it's, if it's powerful, it's dark. And it isn't. It's powerful and wonderful. So we just want to... Sorry? <laughs> yes. I said transformative. Exactly. Yes. So we just want to relax into these feelings. And he did say that we're going to have feelings beyond any feelings we've ever had before. So there are no words to describe the wonderful feelings that we are going to potentially have. And then I think about the 25th Jinky and and that frequency of universal love. I know some people who have stepped into that frequency already, and there are no words to describe it. It is a a, a frequency beyond our words. So when you try and name it, you're limiting it. And and so 
know, just just recognizing that we may just be having these amazing, wonderful sensations inside us, and it's all good. And then we've got to somehow ground it in to form. Um, and I think this might be a good point to actually do a little meditation, Carrie, to actually help okay. us with that. Yes. So I think so. I think that. one of the most important things to understand, just to set this up. It's because there, there are these powerful energies coming in. The dark side is still trying to fight to maintain control. They're still putting all this fear out into the planet. So there is this very sort of scattered gun approach to everything at the moment. So that can get us very spread out and splintered and scattered. So to really benefit from this energy coming in, and it's, and it's good to do anyway, is to bring ourselves home. And the place that we want to come to is right behind the place where you were born, the still point within, which is behind the navel, where you have the umbilical cord tied to our mother. And in England, funnily enough, it was Mother's Day yesterday, I'm just remembering. So it's a really good good time to connect with this. So I'll just ask all the listeners, make sure that you don't do this if you're driving or, or operating any machinery. If you can pull over, please do. If you can't, then save this for later. If you are in a safe and secure, quiet place, I just want you to clasp your hands together and place them over your belly button, over your navel. And just close Peter, your eyes. Peter, um, your microphone, can you adjust oh, sorry. it just a bit? <laughs> I put my phone down. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I noticed. <laughs> Okay. I'll just, Sorry about I'll that. I'll just go with one hand over my navel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So just now closing your eyes, hands over the navel, and just feeling now your belly expanding out as you breathe in. So as you're breathing in, feel your belly filling up behind your hand and feel the warmth of your belly. And as you breathe out, just letting it relax back, letting your belly relax back towards your spine. And try and let go of the mind. Just try and check in with the mind and just let it have a nice, quiet, relaxing time. And focus on that breath down in the belly. And as you're breathing out, as you're letting go of that uh, air inside your belly, just imagine that you are letting everything go that no longer serves you. You can breathe out with a nice little gentle sigh if you wish to. And we're just relaxing deeper on each breath. And just imagine that by letting go of all that's had you entangled, that you're creating space inside yourself to receive these higher frequency energies coming in. And if you feel any experiences somewhere in your body, any resistance, any little spark of awareness, any resistance, just bring your attention to that part of your body and saturate it with love. And loving yourself deeply and intentionally. And it only takes a couple of minutes once we've done this uh, today to return to this. So if as a result of the energies coming in you feel that agitation or you feel that scatteredness, bring yourself back to center. And now from this place behind the navel, we're now going to drop down, right down into the root of your being, in the root chakra, the base chakra, right between your legs in the perineum or the base of the spine, the coccyx, that region of the body. And just imagine now that you're grounding this fifth dimensional energy into your root, right down in the base of your body. 
on Wednesday, it would be a great idea, if you can, to get out into nature. I know some people are still in winter, but if you can spend a, a, even a, just a few minutes getting out into nature, dropping back down into the roots of your being, and then anchoring that energy into Mother Earth herself. Standing against a tree, sitting or lying on the ground. Even if you can't get out into nature, just imagining a place that you love to go in nature when you can. And connect to Mother Earth. And if you feel any connection to any of the sacred mothers, like Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, Kuan Yin, Isis, so many wonderful goddesses and priestesses that we can connect with. Gaia herself, because she's going through this transformation with us. And it's really important to not deny yourself at this time. Every single person on this call is part of this transformational energy and this transition. So fully accept your role. Fully accept that you are a divine being who came to earth to be part of this transformation. Honor yourself fully and totally. And just let it all unfold naturally and easily and trust your own intuitive knowing of what you need to do. So just take a few more gentle deep breaths and just bring yourself back to your environment. Come back up into your heart for a final few breaths of deep, deep gratitude for yourself, for being here at this so sacred time on the earth. And then when you're ready, just gently open your eyes. Thank you, Peter. And thank all of you, beautiful members of this divine transition team, uh, for your presence here with us today. Um, we have a, this is a powerful week, Peter. <laughs> we have yeah, yeah. So I just want to I just want to make yeah. a final comment on on that. Uh, the mm. the other piece that uh, that Saint Germain passed through this man was um, that this is not going to be a massive explosion of energy because that would be too much for people. Right. And the analogy he used was like a a dam with a village below it where if that water suddenly flew out of the dam, it would destroy the village. So it's going to be a gentle flow. It's going to be an opening that will begin on Wednesday, but it will be a gentle flow. But he also said that those people who are aware and awake will be closest to the dam. So they will get a higher connection first mm -hmm. before it reaches the village. And I think one of the most important things that, the team, by the, way, by the way, Carrie, everybody on this call has been selected in the starting lineup on Wednesday, so this is great news. That was a joke. So what's going to happen, I think, it wasn't a joke, what's going to happen, I think, is that we are going to absorb these energies and know what's happening and we're going to feel mm -hmm. relatively comfortable and easy with it. Right. Then others are going to be having this massive awakening and not know what the heck's just happened to me and I'm feeling these incredibly wonderful feelings. What happened? So they are going to need us to help them understand uh, the confusion that they're feeling because there's going to be a mass awakening taking place on the planet. We are already awake and there are millions of people who are. It blows my mind, Carrie, how the, all the sessions that I do, everybody totally gets it. It just blows me away. No one is falling for the narrative who do the Gene Key sessions. So there, there are millions of people across the planet who totally get it. And so this is the mass awakening of the others who are on the fence. There are going to be some that are going to dissolve away, and we're not concerned about them because they didn't want to come with us anyway. But there are going to be loads of people who have been on, sitting on the fence 
who are going to be very confused about the fact that they're here and not understanding what's going on. So one of our future roles is to help them understand. And there's a lot of really good light workers who've been sort of standing still and, and sort of waiting for something to happen. And, and I've said to people, you know, your time is yet to come and you're just being doing your own preparations for what is to come next. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because Wednesday this morning I was guided to, to leave my home here in the trees and go to the water on Wednesday. Ah, and um, the the solar flash that you mentioned potentially occurring on Wednesday um curious your perception on that you know i know it's your personal perception but what's your feeling on it my feeling is <laughs> um we've just got to relax and we've just got to allow it all to f- happen whatever it is so my yeah. my uh, my own intention is just to be absolutely wide open to receive whatever's coming in and however it comes and try not to understand it, try not to work it out, because, you know, I, I have that type of mind that likes to know the answer, as you know. So I'm trying to let go of that and just just be, just be. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. going to be doing, um, <laughs> I'm going to be doing some, I'm, I'm going to, be, I'm really lucky that uh, Zia, who I work closely with, is um, right. trained in the medicine wheel of the Quero peoples of, uh, of South America, of Peru. And I'll just tell you quickly what we're going to be doing, because yesterday we had a gathering of our tribe and we did a fire ceremony to let go of everything. Uh, and then we'll we'll be building a, a dispatcho, which is the, the prayer bundle that the Quero people mm-hmm. use to honor the earth and, and Pachamama, Mother Earth. And um, so we'll be doing ceremony, but within that ceremony, it will be a complete letting go and then a complete relaxation into whatever wants to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've realized that myself. I mean, as silly as it sounds, you know, my guidance is always just glow and flow, glow and flow, just, <laughs> you know, Perfect. and flow with these waves, try to relax into them as much as possible and uh um, Peter, before we take some questions, let's go ahead and remind people, each time you're here, you offer these amazing Gene Key sessions that are really supportive, especially right now. <laughs> um, so I want to direct people to your offer. Uh, you can find Peter's offer at straighttalkforthesoul.com. Click on our Marketplace link and you'll find this offer. Um, it's a private session with Peter. Um, if this is your first time listening to Peter, he is... Gene Key Ambassador, you are, um, you know, describe briefly what this is for people who have not had a Gene Key session. Sure, yeah. So first of all, um, we get your personal profile, which is based upon your date of birth, location, and time. And that personal profile has 11 spheres in it, which demonstrate your um, shadows, gifts, and cities. That is, the, the, the things that hold you back in the shadows the gifts that you live your life on a daily basis in a total contentment. And then the cities are these divine essences that descend upon us when it's the right time. And this is where we get these glimpses into these higher frequency energies coming in. So we go through the whole profile in in an hour and give you a lot of insight into why things have happened in your life the way that they have, the direction in which you're heading, and in particular, I would say the Venus sequence is about going through your childhood and issues that occurred. And the accuracy of the keys is just amazing uh, in terms of showing you things that happened that needed to happen for a good reason. And then we end up with this uh, wonderful gene key, uh, which is your core wound, which is your ancestral wounding, which you're carrying on behalf of your ancestors. It's not your wound, it's their wound, but you're carrying it for them with the intention of clearing. And then from there, you step up into the way in which you're going to do your work in the future from now on. So it's a really uh, validating, confirming process, but also gives you stuff to work on in the next phase. And what's been happening, Carrie, is more and more people are coming back for a second and third session uh, because they're seeing so far down the road and then realizing there's still more to be done. I'm getting more couples situations with people, both uh, partners coming in 
with both profiles to look at their relationships and what's going on there. Um, so, and, and, and I'm having some really gifted spiritual people coming as well, which is great because I, you know, you really get to a very high frequency level when you do that. So it goes from people who know nothing about the gene keys to people who are themselves very uh, well versed in it. And it all works out just profoundly because spirit always guides the process. Mm -hmm. You also have the bonus video that explains everything so that yep. people can watch that and it really um, gives them a lot more information so that they can just kind of jump into the session with you without you having to, you know, spend 20 minutes um, explaining the spheres and, and all of this. So exactly. that's something yep. they can they can watch. And there's also a bonus meditation in the offer. And, you know, I know a lot of people come back to you over the years. I mean, you've been on this show for six or seven years. Um, I'm coming back to you on Saturday. You know that. Um, I'm very excited. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, and especially right now. Um, so thank you for always being so generous with these packages. And, um, you know, the price points on these sessions are very reasonable at $111 with the three pay option. So, um, definitely something to consider here with Peter. And, uh, all right, Peter. So we have questions. We'll take some questions before we, uh, wrap up for today. Um, uh, Bridget just said, what would we learn if we wanted a second re a second reading, especially right now? Right. So that's a great question, and thank you for asking that. So the answer to that question is you've already had one reading, so you've already got the grasp of your gene key profile. But, but since then to now, things have happened. Things have developed. Uh, obviously, I don't know what specifically for you. So then what happens in the second session is we take what you learned from the first session, look at what's happened in the meantime because – it's an energetic transmission. So stuff just happens because we did the first session. So in the second session, we just dive deeper into those keys that clearly have been playing a role in your life. And look, just go to a deeper level. Um, and it works really well. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Peter, this is from, um, I'm not sure, they didn't say their name. Um, hi, Carrie and Peter. Is there a resource that shows the calendar of the year's schedule of when each gene key is appearing? Um, also, are you able to look at a person's profile to see when the optimal time is for them to uh, start a new business? <laughs> okay. So uh, <laughs> the answer to the question is, um, the, the actual calendar, and I know what you mean, the calendar of the gene keys as they unfold over the year, there is actually a calendar that uh, someone has published, um, which you can buy online. Um, and there is also, through the gene keys itself, they do a, um, a, a little message um, for when we move into each gene key. But that doesn't give you the whole year laid out. The, the, the gentleman I'm talking about, his name is Daniel Holman. So if you went on uh, Google Daniel Holman and go to his uh, website, then you could see the calendar that he has created for the whole year of when the gene keys kick in, each gene key on each, on each date. Second question, uh, I tend to go the other way around without predicting a date. What I do do with new businesses is get the person to tell me what they think the start date should be. So when working with business, what I do is I take the profile of the, t of the key people involved, usually no more than two or three, and then the start date of the um, actual business, and then look at how the profiles for the people and the business connect together, because the business itself has a consciousness starting in that moment. So I can't really predict the best date for that. If you gave me three or four dates, I could probably choose the best one. Um, but that's just too, too broad and vague. That's, that's more of an astrological question than a gene key question. But it certainly could be dealt with if you know a potential start date, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. Um... That was, oh, that's right. We didn't know your name, but hopefully you heard that, whoever you are. Um, okay, Kim. 
Kim said, hi, Peter and Carrie. Uh, Peter, I study both the gene keys and human design. Um, Chiron spheres are in human design, but not in the gene keys. Why would Chiron not be part of the core wound? My human design Chiron is in 22. <laughs> well, you've got the best one possible there. If you've got a Chiron core wound 22, good luck. <laughs> it's, it means that you're working on all six of those core wounds that I mentioned in the actual show. So let me explain, let me explain that reason why there's a difference. Um, Richard Rudd, the genius behind the Gene Keys, started in human design. He was Ra's main facilitator in England and came to the ultimate conclusion that uh, human design was too intellectual. It wasn't heart-centered enough and it was overcomplicated. So Richard called out of the human design process those gene keys that he considered to be most important in terms of a profile for us. So it was simpler and based upon the heart, and it involves the sun, the moon, Mars, Venus, and Jupiter. So it was simplified down and does not include things like the nodes or, or other um, planets. So from my personal point of view, I don't follow the human design because there is enough in the jinkies to do that. But I do check in with human design occasionally, and I do have my own human design to see where my other jinkies are in which particular planets. So it's a simplification of human design, which is very valid. There's no doubt about that, but more complicated and more intellectual from Richard's belief. Uh, and I don't know enough about human design to know that. Got it. So if, okay. But if you're connected, if you're connected to your Chiron 22nd gene key, that's that's a big piece on its own. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for that. Um, Lacey from Ontario. Hi, Lacey. Uh, she said, Peter, your words are resonating through every cell of my body. I adore your ability to make sense of all the energy we're experiencing. I feel wildly in tune with this spring equinox and entrance into the age of Aquarius. Life is shifting immensely right now. And uh, Carrie, just love you so much in this beautiful space. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. We're grateful that you are here, Lacey. Um, let me see. Okay. Um, Bridget said, just wanted to send you both my gratitude and an amazing spring equinox. Much love. I love hearing Peter talk. Yes, we do. All of us do. Um, Sherry from Lake Tahoe. Uh, Peter, I have Gene Key 38.5 as my life's work. Um, I've been on oxygen for over 10 years with a gloomy, fearful diagnosis from doctors. Uh, dis despite my attempt to heal from all sorts of alternative methods, my condition worsens and breathing is restricted. Um, any advice is appreciated. Do you suggest another Gene Key session with you? Um, thank you for your generous, kind nature and all your insight. That is Sherry in Lake Tahoe. Okay, yeah, well, I think definitely it would be good to have another session. Uh, 38.5 in the life's work and, and the shadow of the 38 is struggle. And the 38th jinky are the spiritual warriors on the planet. So almost certainly with Sherry, the, the issue here is taking on too much of the collective and that uh, sadness and that depression. And the fifth line is the throat chakra. So this feels like almost like the, the, the airwaves are not open. There's that constriction that I spoke of earlier, that 2015 key constriction, constricting the flow of air through your intake through the mouth and down through the throat into the lungs obviously is the key. And so the, the, the thing that's important in the 38th gene key is the tendency to take on other people's stuff. The 38th gene key is the city of honor. So you can't stand dishonor in the world and so there's a strong tendency to support the underdog. And that can lead to you getting taken down rather than the underdog, which is what seems like this has happened. So I would, my advice would be, first of all, do have another session. But secondly, to let go of all the energy you're holding on behalf of the collective. It's not yours to hold any longer. That let go of the struggle and set yourself free. 
there is a determination within that 38th gene key, a perseverance, which can be counterproductive because yeah. it's always pushing to help others rather than to help yourself. Hmm. Wonderful. So relaxing, 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 the, relaxing the airwaves would be the key piece, I, be, I do believe. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of what you said earlier um, about making intentions, intentions without restriction, <laughs> intention yeah. without restriction. Um, okay, uh, Layla from Riverside uh, wants to know if you can offer any insight for 64.1 in evolution. Yes. So uh, evolution is the really the beginning of the journey and what will help us evolve and what will prevent us from evolving. And the line one is all about self-empowerment or self-esteem restriction. So the 64th gene key uh, shadow is confusion. So the confusion typically in the 64 means, should I toe the party line or should I be the rebel? And what I do suggest to people with the 64th gene key is to be the creative or clever rebel rather than the uh, acting out rebel. And the the 64th gift is this wonderful creativity. It is a rich imagination. So so a really good way to focus on the 64 is to use your creativity to clear out the shadow of confusion. And so typically 64th Jinky people have some way of expressing their creativity, whether it's through painting, through artwork, through creating something tangible, through voice, through dance, but it's got a creative element to it. And the city is illumination. So I would strongly suggest later that you work with the light that's coming in. These solar flashes, these these light frequencies, which are much more plasma-like, they're more tangible. So again, if you do do any artwork, just including the light in the work that you do would be really, really helpful. So to enable you to evolve then is to become the clever rebel, use your creativity to navigate through this time and work with the light. Mm. Clever, created, yeah, creative rebel. (laughs) Yeah, that's, um, yeah. I love that about the artwork too. Beautiful. So, Layla, I hope that you heard that. One last one. We'll go to um, another Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Um, 22.1 Pisces core wound. I'm just learning. Any insights? Well, yes. Um, As I said earlier, the 22.1 in the core wound is the most terrifying wound that your family lineage could have. It's important to realize this is not your wound, but you're carrying it on their behalf. And it's the most terrifying wound that people won't even look at it. So what you're being called to do is to look at it from the deepest place of your being. And if you can, uh, as we did in that little meditation, get right down into your root chakra and feel what it feels like in there. Typically, with the 22.1 core wound, there's going to be some difficulty getting down there because that's where the terror and fear resides. Again, not in your DNA, but in the DNA of the ancestors. If you know specifically what the family lineage is, going back on either your mother or father's side and what happened, then that can really help. And I can give you an example um, of a 22.1 core wound, which is uh, a woman who was the descendant of a a mother that was in the Auschwitz uh, concentration camp. So there you have Uh, an energy in the mother of uh, the whole tribe being wiped out. That was the intention, Mm. that the Jewish tribe would be completely obliterated. But she survived. She was set free by the Americans that came in. And then she got pregnant with this woman. So now this woman is not part of that, but she's carrying that wound inside her. And that's a very deep and profound wound that you can imagine. But the key thing is, it's not your wound. So you're being given this opportunity to clear it. Now, the 22nd Gene Key has this wonderful, wonderful city called Divine Grace. And it is the grace, it's the highest frequency that we can embody. And on Richard's website, genekeys.com, 
there's something called the invocation of the seventh seal, which is an invocation of this beautiful divine grace coming down and in through a female archangel, Archangel Zafkiel, and it's through the star system Sirius. So you can get that free. You can just plug in invocation of the seventh seal, and that would be the best thing that you could work with. And what I would advise you to do would be to drop down all the way down into the root, as we did in that little meditation, and then put the invocation of the seventh seal on, and just let it flood your system with divine grace to clear out those frequencies and those energies. And it would be great to try and do that today if you possibly could. Mm-hmm. Sherry, I hope that you heard that. Yeah, Peter, I call in the frequency of divine grace every morning and kind of just bathe in it. You know, I think it's it's such a pristine frequency and um so much is shared to here today, Peter. As we start to wrap up, um, any final message or anything else that you yeah, like to actually, share? Yeah, thank, actually, thanks. Yeah, there's a couple of things. So I'll just mention that uh, the totems associated with uh, the 22nd gene key are the swan and the deer. And so, again, if people are seeing those animals, yes. uh, then that connects into the divine grace, certainly. And wow. then the one thing I... <laughs> And then the one thing Both of them yesterday. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you are. You're right in divine grace. Well, it was interesting to see the 2015 key started yesterday. So mm-hmm. that universal love frequency is now uh, activated. But the other thing I forgot to mention, and thanks for giving me this final opportunity, because um, there's a wonderful dowser in England. His name is Rory Duff. And he douses the ley line vortexes of the planet. And what he's discovered over the last few years is there are four times in the year when all the ley line and vortexes come into perfect rhythmic resonance. There's a harmonic resonance that they come in. And you won't be surprised to learn that those four dates are the equinoxes and the solstices. So right now, the ley lines and vortexes on the planet are dancing in rhythmic resonance. And what is noted over the years is that the frequency at which they're resonating is going up, not a surprise, and they're lasting for a longer period of time. So over the next two or three days, again, if we can really connect in with Mother Earth, particularly if you know about a ley line in your area or a sacred site, and just being present in that location, or even imagining being in that location, and feeling into this rhythmic resonant pulse that the Earth itself is putting out, and, and this is an expanding energy over time, so it's getting more and more pronounced as this unfolds. So this connection with Mother Earth and the Schumann resonance and the solar flashes, it's all contrived perfectly to lead us into this new age. Beautiful. Wow, Peter, thank you for you, for all of your wisdom, your support, your guidance. Um, really grateful for you and grateful to have you here at this potent time, my friend. So thank you again. My absolute pleasure. It's always a it's always a joy to be with you, Carrie. Thank you so much. You too. And we'll see you back here um, next season, as usual. All right. We're gonna we're gonna be here on the uh, summer solstice. Yes, we are. All the big dates and times. Um, yeah, all right. Exactly. Thank you, Peter. Blessings to you, my friend. Talk to you Saturday. And, uh, (laughs) okay. Bye, Peter. And And to all of you. Yeah. Blessings, Peter. I want to thank all of you for being with us. I want to highlight some of the things Peter mentioned today about creating space, you know, creating space by dissolving these entanglements. Um, um, creating space to receive all these higher frequencies coming in. What a potent time this week. So I hope that maybe even listen to this again. Um, and really claim your role as we talked about today, you know, as a, as a, as a member of this cosmic stellar team, transition team on our planet, such a potent role that you play. And I want to thank all of you also for being so patient and kind with me um, recently with all the schedule changes. Uh, my mom has been in the hospital for the last three and a half weeks and it's been a little touch and go. So my, um, Attention and presence has been there, but I thank you for your patience with all these changes and uh, glad to be with you here today 
And I just want to send you all so much love and thank you for being a part of this beautiful unity community community and thank you for the gift of your presence your love your time your openness your readiness your willingness to be you know a, a light leader here right now so write in let me know how you're doing uh let me know what what really stood out for you today and then just let the brilliant bountiful beautiful blessings flow to you open 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 your heart to receive the benefits of all the insights and everything that has been ignited here today um, remember that you are a sacred being uh, a really powerful potent creator being a multi-dimensional master of light claim yourself as that please consider the opportunity to work with peter um what a, what a gift that would be to give yourself and uh you can review his offer at straight talk for the soul.com in our marketplace and uh, now is the time to receive support and uh, just remember you're brilliant you are so resilient. You're dearly loved. You're not alone. Thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending crystalline rainbow waves of new earth, grace, glory, and gratitude from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, offer it to those you encounter today um, or tonight, wherever you are in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink express instead of suppress and of course own that amazing powerful glow of yours uh, take flight beautiful beautiful beacons of light and i'll see you back here in this playground of light next time uh, bye everybody